Welcome to the Tranquilo Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Rudy. This is episode 27, Coaches Shuffle. In the NFL, we got coaches getting fired or stepping down, as they would have called it on Monday, Black Monday, with a few job openings. Who's going to take their positions? Who's available? And we'll see what happens. Vikings, unfortunately, season comes to an end. But I'm going to give a recap and what I think, what direction they should go. Playoffs start this week. I'm going to have their matchups. And I'm going to give my predictions. In college football, we got Michigan winning the national title. Will Jim Harbaugh stay in Michigan? Or will he pursue the NFL Super Bowl again? Also in surprising news, we have Nick Saban retiring from coaching at Alabama. What's next? And who's taking his spot? Also in the NBA, we had a big trade last week with the New York Knicks and Toronto Raptors. We're going to get into how far that trade has gone down and will it benefit both teams. Let's go. Hello, okay, gente. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say Happy New Year. I know it's the 10th of January already, but to those I haven't spoken to in a long time that are probably listening, Happy New Year. I hope everyone has an amazing year and prosperous and make all your dreams come true. Nothing but good things for everyone. Positive vibes, good health, good wealth, everything good. Um, going to the new year with positive attitude and make all your aspirations, inspirations happen. But yeah, let's get right into the nitty gritty of things. That's the NFL. We have a coaching, coaching corral right now. It's like a shuffle. Like I say, coaching shuffle. We have uh job openings for the chargers, Falcons, Titans, Raiders, commanders, Seahawks, and Panthers with the Seahawks being a surprising one. Uh, seeing uh P Carroll, I guess stepped down and in a way sound kind of sound like he wanted to stay, but, Maybe the uh, team wanted to go in a new direction, but he will stay with the team in a new capacity as far as front office is concerned. So, but shout out to Pete Carroll, who's a, who's a hell of a coach. I was the biggest fan of his, but you can you can't say that he's done very well for himself in his return in the NFL. I know he had that one stint with the uh jets that didn't go too well for him went to college and pretty much dominated over usc for a while came back to the nfl you know got his super bowl went to the super bowl twice had an outstanding team in the seattle seahawks and even now you know uh, i know they went through a little bit of their struggles but they were competitive the last couple of years so uh, hats off to Pete carroll um yeah but unfortunately for him you know i guess he pretty much had to step down but that's, that's a job opening. Uh, like I said, Chargers, Falcons, Titans, Raiders, Seahawks, Panthers. Uh, the Panthers, it should be an attractive job. But unfortunately, with the quarterback they selected and Bryce Young, doesn't look like it's a a good pick. Maybe, I could be wrong. I hope well for the kid. But maybe with another coach and a good sense of direction and a good offense behind him. Uh, he can perform well or do maybe what he's capable of. But unfortunately, this owner that the Panthers have uh, doesn't be seem to be doing very well since he's taken over the team. He's already their third coach in about two years. Uh, yeah, and, and it looks like they might have made the wrong pick with Bryce Young. It doesn't help his case that 
CJ Stroud is over there. And he has literally carried the last season two win Texans to the playoffs this season and taking that team to leaps and bounds way better performing at an MVP level as a rookie. So it's tough, it's tough for him to see that. But unfortunately, that owner wanted to wanted Bryce Young. But unfortunately for Young, you know, like I said, C.J. Stroud performed at MVP level for a rookie. But hopefully for him, it goes well. But it doesn't seem to be a, a very attractive job, seeing that the owner is just very mentally unstable, throwing drinks on uh, fans, and he it, it's a mess. So I don't know how attractive Panther job is. I'd say the most attractive job is more than likely the Chargers where they already have their quarterback and Justin Herbert. Um, they have a solid defense. They need to get a couple weapons, though, because Keenan Allen, as good as he is, is getting a little bit long in the tooth. Um, Mike Williams is going to be coming off that ACL injury, so you don't know if he might have lost a step in that, if he's coming back the same. And Quinston Johnson... For the rookie class that they had this season, that that's a really bad look on their part. But you have players like Puka Nakua and uh, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, um, the kid from Seattle's name escapes me, but uh, he's pretty solid as well. So I see the way that Johnson has performed. It's not a good look, but they do have Herbert, so that's a positive thing to go to. And it's L.A. Who doesn't love L.A.? You can go in there. Great weather. So, Falcons, also another good team. Um, all they're pretty much missing is their franchise quarterback, but they do have a good draft pick this season, so they could possibly find a replacement. Um, they have tons of weapons. Uh, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, um, B. John Robinson, if they use them correctly, their defense is on the come up. Uh, Heineke is a solid backup. He's not a starter, but he's a pretty solid backup. And I can see them doing pretty well if they just find the right quarterback and finding the coach and finding the system that will help that quarterback develop and possibly help that team. So who knows? That could work out for how that could work out for them, depending on the right guy. That's a solid place to go. Uh, the Raiders, it's another team that could uh, be a good opening. I know a lot of the teams, like a lot of the players that are currently on that team, like Antonio Pierce and the job that he did, and I also think he did pretty well. Now, they made that mistake before, letting go of a coach that the players liked and bringing in Josh McDaniels, and we saw how that turned out. He's already fired after a season and a half. Didn't perform well. Team players didn't like him. And I don't know, his offensive schemes don't work. Maybe it's too old school or just certain players like Tom Brady could run that offense pretty well. But as far as uh, all the players that they had before, it didn't work out that way. So, uh, But I think the Raiders should just bring back Pierce, in my honest opinion. I think he did well enough to earn that job. Plus, you don't want to be paying another – Coach, a bunch of money. You already owe uh, John Gruden and Josh McDaniels a lot of money. You don't want to bring in a third coach in there to owe a lot of money too. 
I think the best bet just go what you know. And Antonio Pierce did a heck of a job, so I think he should get that job there. The Commanders is another team that has uh, possibilities if they draft the right quarterback. Uh, I thought Sam Howell has some talent. He has a good arm, could pass for a lot of yards, but seems to be a little bit too inconsistent. But they do have a lot of weapons as well with Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, uh, running back Robinson as well, uh, Logan Thomas, tight ends, pretty solid. So they have a really good team as well, at least offensively. I know they lost a lot of guys, especially two key guys in uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So, but I think they could be on the come up. It's a difficult division, sure, but you never know what that division. Yeah, you get in there and just be competitive. You could win, especially a division that hasn't had a consecutive winners in 19 years. So, um, maybe for that job, possibly Eric Bieniemy, but. The offense didn't take the step forward that I believe they could have. Could have maybe I don't know. If, uh, Ron Rivera might have held them back. I'm not sure. Maybe the enemy having charge or being the head coach of the team might help out. So who knows? Uh, he could possibly be the head coach of the Commanders. Seahawks. Uh, there's rumors of Dan Quinn that they want to bring him back there. Uh, honestly, I was that's another attractive place to be honest. Uh, I know Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, up. That could be a good spot for him as well. Uh, I honestly like Mike Vrabel for that job. I think he did a solid job for the Titans. But he seems like a real old school, like run first, and they have a good, solid running game. Uh, Geno Smith is a decent quarterback, and they have a pretty good defense. I see he's more of his style, like his uh, the team that they have there. Uh, I think it'd be solid with Mike Vrabel. The Titans, hmm. that's a tough one because they, I don't really know what they have. Derrick Henry could be gone. Uh, I know people are a fan of Will Levis. Uh, it remains to be seen how good he really is. He had a couple solid games this season. There's other times he pretty much fell apart. Uh, their defense is pretty solid. But uh, as far as who would be the right fit for them, I'm I'm not sure who who would work out to be honest. I don't think a Bill Belichick who might be not official yet, or if it will be official, but he might be done with the Patriots. So that'd be possibly another job opening that could be available. But I'm not sure what what's in, or what direction they're going in. He did have his meeting today with Robert Kraft, so it could be a possibility that he might stay another year. Who knows? Or in uh, uh, Pete Carroll situation, uh, being the front office for the Patriots in some some sort of situation, so for some form of another. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Chargers probably Chargers probably the best job. Like I said earlier, followed on with the Falcons. Uh, Raiders don't really have a quarterback right now. It's another. That's the reason I say the Chargers. They're the only team that that are open that really has a, a, a franchise quarterback on their team. So that's that's my pick for best job opening in the NFL. But as far as my team is concerned, yes, I am a fan of the Minnesota Vikings, as you all well know. 
it was a tough season. Um, you know, seeing Kirk Cousins get hurt. Well, even before Cousins hurt, you lost JJ, Justin Jefferson for a while with due to injury. But we saw the defense perform very well for most part of the season. Brian Flores did a tremendous job. Towards the end of the season, it got a little bit difficult because I don't know if they were exposed or teams figured out the schemes of their defense, but they were giving up a lot more points. But the offense didn't really help either. You know, a lot of three and outs, a lot of turnovers, putting the defense in bad positions because after Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles, we had a it's like a carousel of quarterbacks with Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall. And Dobbs came in when he got there, you know, performed great. And he looked like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time while he was in there making crazy plays, using his legs, making great throws. Just some plays were just out of this world. But unfortunately, you know, he came back down to earth a couple of weeks later, kept turning the ball over way too much. The run game wasn't working. Just the offense in general was stagnant. Had to put in uh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins would get the ball down the field, but unfortunately make a lot of costly turnovers, get some touchdowns here and there, but it's just way too inconsistent. And unfortunately for Jaron Hall, I don't believe he was ready. Uh, he might have something. I don't know, but I think he just needs more time to have a more work with the first team and more prep, like more warm-ups, you know, getting to throw more, get more familiar with the offense and how it works because, fortunately, it wasn't working out for him. And they had to go back to Nick Mullins again, who once again, you know, got the ball down the field but made too many costly turnovers. And this team could have gotten very far if they had Kirk Cousins not get injured for for the rest of the season. You almost had three 1,000-yard receivers, and Justin Jefferson, who that dude's awesome, had 1,000 yards receiving, even though he missed seven and a half games. Jordan Addison, the rookie, had about 915 yards receiving. TJ Hawkinson, who was another unfortunate loss to the season, uh, torn ACL, was another one who had 965 receiving yards, so it would have been pretty cool to see three guys on one team with a thousand receiving yards. I don't think I've seen that since uh Carter, Reed, and Moss days. I don't I don't I'm not sure if all three hit a thousand yards in the same season, but that would have been pretty cool. Uh I think if they had Kirk Cousins, they could have made it pretty far. Who knows? The sky's the limit. The way the defense was playing, the way Kirk was playing, taking care of the football, also getting the ball down the field, finding JJ and all the weapons that we had on that team. So I'm um, cautiously optimistic. I'm hoping he comes back next se- next season at a reasonable price. That way we can get some of our players re-signed and, you know, get back to the grinding things and hopefully the defense gets better. But wishful thinking. But I'll stay optimistic about it, you know. So hopefully the Vikings, you know, Super Bowl next year. I'm not sure. <laughs> I want to give a congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines and on, on their national title. Jim Harbaugh, the man, the myth, the legend, getting his first national title as the head coach. Uh, it's awesome to see. I'm a big Jim Harbaugh fan. I know he didn't coach any of my teams. He was close to coaching the Vikings about two years ago. And, I mean, 
I wish he was the coach of the Vikings, but hey, uh, if he was, this moment wouldn't have happened for him. So I'm very happy that he didn't come in order for him to see, succeed and get his achievement as a head coach and winning the national title that that eluded him for so many years and getting this uh, franchise to prosperity. I know they have a lot of allegations with the uh, signal stealing or whatnot, but I don't care about any of that. You know, probably every team does the same thing. They just happen to get caught. But nonetheless, congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh. And uh, also in a surprise news in college football, I don't watch too much college football, but uh, this is huge news. You know, Nick Saban, after so many years at Alabama, has decided to retire from coaching. You know, six-time national champion. What can I say about Nick Saban? Honestly, the GOAT when it comes to college football. There's There's really no debate about it. Um, gotta show, give him his recognition. I know in the NFL didn't work for him, but he found his calling at Alabama and uh, building that dynasty. I guess you could say a dynasty down there and, and being, like I said, the greatest coach, college football coach of all time. So salute to uh, Coach Saban. We'll see what will happen with him. He probably show up on TV or something like that, but. Hey, shout-out to the GOAT. So in the NBA last week, there was a huge trade, and I'm a big Knicks fan. And uh, this one, I'm not going to lie, this this one kind of hurt. When I saw the trade go down, I was initially kind of confused. Like, why would y'all make this trade? Why why'd y'all let – why? I was a big – I'm a big R.J. Barrett guy and seeing Emmanuel quickly in there. Well, let me get to the initial trade at first. The New York Knicks – traded Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, and a second-round pick to the Toronto Raptors for O.G. Ananobi, Malachi Flynn, and Precious Achiua. And, man, I saw R.J. Barrett and Quickly in there. I was, I was highly upset. I did not like the move. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I understand why they made the move as far as R.J. Barrett is concerned, but... I feel like, oh, you know what, give him a little more time. But at the same time, you know, he has been here for about five years. And he hasn't really progressed the way they, the Knicks would want him to. And he's just a little bit too inconsistent. And quickly, you know, quickly he's going to be a free agent next season. And there's a rumor that he was looking for about $25 million a year which is pretty steep for a guy that's going to be coming off the bench, which I think he's immensely talented. And he needed the opportunity to go somewhere else where he can shine. And it's tough to see him go. But, you know, they needed someone like OG on an OB. And since the trade has happened, five games have passed. And uh, it seems to be working out for both teams so far. I know that the Toronto Raptors have lost a couple games. But uh, the New York Knicks are... 5-0 and since the trade. They've beaten teams like the uh, 76ers, blew them out 30, by 36 points. And that's why Julius Randle having a terrible game. Uh, they've beaten the Timberwolves, who I believe are the first seed in the West right now, or second, top two, and one of the best defensive teams in, in the NBA. And and the Knicks came in and do, did work. And 
They have simply been blowing out teams and playing and have been number one on defense since the trade has happened. And looking at Toronto as well, you know, they have benefited from having an Emmanuel quickly who's performing well and an RJ Barrett who dropped 37 points just the other day against the uh, Warriors. So the trade seems to be have working out for both teams. Uh, I am going to miss RJ and um, Emmanuel quickly. But I hope they do well. And um, I believe OG is a better fit for what the Knicks needed and what they were looking for. And this this solid, this starting lineup seems to be a solid group right now. Uh, Isaiah Hardenstein is balling out like you wouldn't believe. Um, I always thought he was solid. I didn't know he was this good. But I'm glad to see him performing well. And, you know, the, uh, this is an opportunity for uh, Deuce McBride and Quentin Grimes to perform and see what they can do now that they have uh, more playing time for them as well. And I do believe the Knicks are one move away from making some noise, possibly getting to an NBA championship. What move is that? I'm not sure it's out there right now. Uh, You know, there could be a lot of disgruntled players in the next couple weeks, maybe like a Devin Booker with the Suns. Things aren't going well for them. If the Knicks have a possibility of making that move, that'd be great. Uh, I don't think a Carl Anthony Towns is available anymore, given that the Timberwolves are performing very well this season. Uh, Paul George is probably probably about to re-sign with the Clippers, who signed Kawhi Leonard to an extension. So I think that's off the table. Donovan Mitchell is not really uh, a player I think can help the Knicks because he. He's not very good defensively, and he's somebody that needs the ball in his hands. And it's going to take away from Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. I think they need someone that comes off the bench that did what Emmanuel quickly could do, but somebody that could run uh, the second unit and play solid defense is something the Knicks would need. I know DeJounte Murray's out there and Malcolm Brogdon. I like Brogdon, but he's always injured, unfortunately. So if they get Deshante Murray, I think that'll help tremendously for the Knicks. And who knows, the sky's the limit. You never know what could happen if they keep performing the way that they're performing and taking care of business. You had a team like the Miami Heat, you know, make it to the finals a couple years ago. And uh, even this past season as well. So you you never know uh, how far you can carry if you put the right pieces together. And I think the, the Knicks are just that one move away from uh, possibly making it to a championship. Because really, the one team that's in their ways, I think I believe the Boston Celtics. I mean, you can't count out the 76ers or the Bucks, But uh, 76ers, you know, like I said, the Knicks blew them out. I know it's just one game. But they look they're like they match up well against the Sixers. And Joel Embiid, although he's performing at an MVP level, uh, has knee swelling, so he's he's going to need someone else to help him carry the load. I know Maxie's played well also, but they need someone else to help them uh, carry that load. And um, as far as Boston's concerned, you know, you got Tatum, uh, Holiday, you got Porzingis, you know, old man Horford still balling a little bit, um, Brown. Uh, they're, they're a formidable team and probably one of the two, if not the best team in the NBA. So, uh, 
but yeah, make the right move and it can help the Knicks immensely. And I think they can compete with anybody. You know, you never know what could happen in the NBA. So I think the, the Knicks are just that move away. I, I'll start. I like the move now, seeing how well OG fits with the starting lineup and everyone seems to know their role and has a lot more spacing for Brunson and, and Randall to do what they like to do and what they're able to do without having to worry about giving the ball to somebody else because OG can move without the ball. And even the offense looks better with uh, DiVincenzo. The ball's moving around. It's spreading. So it was good to see. But for my final section of the podcast tonight, I'm going to make my NFL predictions for this week's playoffs. So let's get right into it. We got the Browns at Texans. This is an awesome story. It's tough to pick a winner, you know, seeing how far the Browns have come with everything that's happened with them, with all their quarterbacks being injured. I think they went through four quarterbacks and having Joe Flacco come back and then balling. Texans, you know, given they were only a two-win team last season, having C.J. Shroud playing the way he's playing as a rookie. Uh, Man, it's tough. Uh, I want I want the Texans to win, but I might have to give it to the Browns just because their defense is real formidable. And if Joe Flacco could keep playing the way he's been playing since he's been back, I, I give the slight edge to the Browns. Uh, Dolphins at Chiefs. This is another tough one, given that Miami has not performed very well as of late. But the Chiefs haven't looked like world beaters either, especially all season. And they they don't have the weapons that they used to. They just have. Um, Kelsey and Kelsey hasn't looked that great. You know, maybe he's beat up and uh, worn out from, you know, being pretty much the main target all season, but not having a lot of help. Those receivers are really bad leading the league and drop passes, I believe, with 42. So either these receivers are going to have to step up or the Dolphins, you know, there might be a revenge game for Tyreek Hill. They might get some guys back that they were missing and Waddle. And um, Ramsey, I believe, might come back. Uh, I know they're going to be in terrible weather, but last season the Dolphins played really well against the Bills in terrible weather and almost won that game. But now they're going to have two of there. So, um, damn, it's tough to pick against the Chiefs, though. So I'm going to have to go with Chiefs just because, you know, it's them until you beat them, you know. So I don't don't know if uh, Dolphins step up to win that game, so I'm going to go with Chiefs. Got Steelers at Bills. Um, shout out to the Steelers, another team, you know, that's had a lot of quarterbacks injured, uh, different quarterbacks in at different times. Mason Rudolph has come in performed well. Uh, the defense is always going to be great. Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches in the NFL. The Bills, you know, you thought they were dead at 6-6 six and six and have come back performed well also as of late. Uh, they didn't look too good against the Dolphins, but, hey, a win is a win. But I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, to take that one. Yeah, I think the Bills take that one. Now we're going to go over to the NFC. We got Packers versus Cowboys. Uh, unfortunately, as a Vikings fan, I have to see Jordan Love now. I was hoping he would just suck, you know, because uh, you thought it was enough having, you know, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and now you have Jordan Love performing very well this season. And... um Packers are another one, or I'm sorry, Cowboys are another one. You know, won a division this season. Dak's been the MVP candidate. Um, CD Lamb's been balling out. The defense has been great. Uh, 
This is another tough one, but I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I, I believe they pull through. I believe uh, Dak and the boys come through. Uh, was Rams at Lions. This is the one for me that I feel like might be the upset because the Rams, you can't sleep on the Rams. With Cooper Cup and Kyron Williams running the ball and Puka Nakua, Stafford, and they still have the defensive players, this could be an upset, and I think it, I think it will be. I think that there's a possibility that the Lions could be one and done just because their defense is, is lacking. It's not as good as uh, people would think it would be. Their offense is great, like one of the best offenses in the league, but I don't know. Something about those Rams are just sneaky good. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Rams. And finally, you got the Eagles versus the Buccaneers. And this was a, a tough one because even though when the Eagles were 10-1, I didn't believe that this team looked very good. Uh, they were winning games, but it's just they were way too close. It's like they won by luck. Uh, and the Buccaneers have looked pretty solid this year. You know, they have, they've had their struggles, but shout-out to Baker Mayfield, you know, coming in here and playing well with this team and carrying them to the, the playoffs. A division title with that, so uh, I don't know. And you got a lot of players hurt on the Eagles: AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, uh, Jalen Hurts has not looked the, the same all season, and he also is coming off a dislocated finger from his throwing hand. I'm gonna say it's the Buccaneers. Uh, that's uh, wow, yeah, that's my pick, Buccaneers. So. Hey, you want to play some bets and you hear this podcast beforehand? You want to make some bets? You want to pick these teams that I pick? Hopefully, I helped you out with some money. So, But I want to thank you all for listening to the podcast tonight. Y'all take care. Peace.